two legal cases that are in uh, other states in the country, but I think are important enough that we should be talking about it here on the show. Uh, I love having lawyers on the show, and I'm very excited to, for, for the first time, welcome Keith No, who is a partner at Lando and Anastasi, for uh, joining me today. Thank you so much. Thank you, AJ. Pleasure being with you. LALaw.com if anyone wants to learn more about them. I've had uh, uh, Lan uh, Peter Lando, who's a partner over there on the show previously, to talk about business law, but we're going to talk about some very different things. I personally, my theory is these are both stemming from COVID cases, COVID the COVID situation really is what led to some of these conclusions coming through, but this is me uh, jumping ahead. But let's start off with this first case uh, coming out of Montana where some youths had a landmark climate decision where, uh, it, Mr. Lawyer, can you, can, you, can you break it down easily? <laughs> I don't know if I can break it down easily, but it, basically what they're claiming is, is that their rights are infringed based on the conduct of the government with respect to climate. And so, I, I, you know, I've only read the, I haven't read the pleadings, I haven't read the decision, I've read the articles that have been written about it. Um, and, and my takeaway is, I agree with the state. The state, uh, well, first of all, my, my first concern was, how do these people have standing? I mean, I mean- yeah. How do they have standing and and how in the world are they damaged? What is their damage? And Yeah, and to break that down, I mean that's that's an important thing. If you bring a case to court, you need to show some sort of damages that took place against you, not future you that hasn't experienced any catastrophe yet per se. Right, exactly. And I agree with the uh the state's response to this. Basically, they were telling the court, this is a legislative issue. This isn't a judicial issue. And, you know, it, it's it's part and parcel. You see it all the time with these type of lawsuits. Um, you're going to see you're going to see lots of copycats. And, you know, the climate change. I think you and I talked about my feelings about climate change. Uh, I'm a, I'm a conservationist, you know, I, if, if they change the narrative more towards conservation than towards what they're, you know, this whole climate change in the world is boiling and we're all going to die in 12 years. I, you, uh, you, if you go back to the last 20 years on their predictions, they're all absolutely wrong, right? Yeah. If they bought us in on a conservation and they had a plan. If they said, okay, we want to increase electric vehicles. Let's go and develop infrastructure. We're going to put online 25 new nuclear power plants, and we're going to have a network of charging stations. And by, you know, some year we're going to have so many electric vehicles. I could sort of buy into that. But my cynical reaction is this is just a wealth transfer uh, gimmick, you know, this whole climate change. And unfortunately, I think with this ruling, we're going to be seeing lots of copycats. And unfortunately, we're going to need some brave judges on the appellate and Supreme Court level to uh, strike these down because they're really dangerous. And they give, I, I don't even know what the, what the reward should be or what the remedy is to what the plaintiffs yeah. are asking for. 
Um, it, it, it baffles my mind, but it's scary. It's scary. And you see it, they, in, you know, that, that side of the fence, they don't stop until they win, right? Yeah. And this, and, is, this is an example of it. Yeah, the, the case is Held v. Montana, which I'll link in the episode description, uh, in, in the YouTube description. Uh, I definitely suggest you check out this article from the Washington Post, which, uh, yeah. entertainingly enough, was written by a... Uh, a, uh, let's see, she's a reporting intern for Climate envi- and Environment, which is hilarious on its face that this is the person they have right. write this supposed landmark case that's going to be changing the future. Oh, we just sent the intern to go write it? You're not making a great case for yourself there, for starters, from a journalistic standpoint. But from a legal standpoint, I mean, if you say you cannot allow coal, coal um, energy production because me in 20 years is going to experience... Maybe, maybe we'll get flooded. Maybe Montana will be underwater, even though it's up in the mountains. But we're going to pretend that's not a situation that we're going to deal with right at the moment. It, it's, it doesn't make any sense. Like I think we, when you state that it makes sense from a legislative standpoint, yeah, maybe you have a very energetic uh, house that wants to go full bore with some restrictions when it comes to it. Yeah, but that's the democratic process instead of abusing the court system. That's a great point. I mean, I think I shared with you, uh, you know, the two greatest things to bring people out of poverty are capitalism and fossil fuels, like it or not. Yeah. And, and you know, limiting the ability to uh, take advantage of our, our great gift of natural resource of fossil fuels is really going to place people into poverty. I think it's going to achieve the exact opposite of what they think they're going to get out of it. Um, it you know and there's so many things that are tangential to it guess what plastics are made out of yeah guess how plastics affect our life on it's it's incalculable our daily lives are so impacted on our ability to produce and manufacture products that have plastics in it uh, you know I, like I said I think earlier they just haven't thought it through and if it was more of a conservation, it was more of a, a, a united plan to be a little more conservative, uh, to conserve our natural resources, I'm all for that. I, you know, I think most people are. But this is, you got some very elite people getting phenomenally wealthy off of this movement. And then we're poisoning the minds of young people where they're, you know, contemplating that they can't have children because they're afraid what their child's going to live like 20 years from now when every prediction they have is wrong. And, you know, the world is in a perfect place, but their kids going to be all right if they don't have lunatic parents. I mean, that, you know. Yeah. And this cut going back to what I was originally saying before we dove in this case specifically, my, my theory across these two cases, I, I think the especially from the left, the approach that's being taken to um, these protective laws is the way they try and phrase it, the the ability to bypass what people's rights with regards to having energy, having guns, which will be the next Absolutely. case. It seems it's, there's this common theme you're seeing with, with these activist moments where it's your ability to do something will impact me. Right. Yeah, I mean that, that's so true. It's it's it, it. Ultimately, it will impinge on our personal rights. We've already seen it. We've um, we've seen it with uh, not only look at. I was just reading an article the other day. I don't know if you heard this. The the fan industry, 
the the fan industry. Um, apparently, fans run off, and I'm going to get the numbers wrong. Five amps of energy. Well, that is too much for the climate alarmist. They want to change all fans to have a maximum of like a 2.5 or a 3 amp motor. And so this is going to, this is immediately 40% of all fan companies are going to go out of business because they won't be able to comply with yeah. it. This is federal regulation, mind you. And, and um, you know, they just... Not a lot of thought. You know, we've read articles about gas stoves and things like that. It is personal rights. It's it's your freedom. It's your liberty. It's your ability. It's the ability for the marketplace to kind of weigh out what are good ideas for, for consumers and what are bad ideas. And you don't need a Leviathan federal government telling, you know, making regulation. We need less regulations instead of more regulations, yeah. but unfortunately... Um, you know, they, they, they don't, you know, they, they're, I, 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 I hate to say it. I think we're going to see more of this rather than less of this going on. Yeah, it, it's totally, I, uh, your, your freedom to not wear a mask is impeding my ability to not be sick, to take into the nth degree over and over again. And it, it boggles the mind how they don't consider the consequences of doing things like that, especially your fan examples disturbing and hilarious all at the same time i mean you figure the heat wave the heat waves that we keep hearing about that are catastrophic and and generation ending the the over in europe and such and like we i think we want some circulation i i like to know how many amps our ac units are because you know that that the fans are just going to be the stirrup first step before they go over to ac units which are guess what it was a hundred degrees in New Hampshire. I could not imagine being in damn Arizona or Florida or something like that, trying to deal with energy efficient uh, circulation methods. Let alone the the silly. Think back to when LED bulbs first first started coming on the scene. Whoa. It's 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 yeah yeah someday yeah you may be able to have a proper product like these lights around me are all LEDs, but a decade ago they were garbage. Right. Right. Oh, they're, they're horrible. And and we had a brief reprieve, actually, through uh, the prior administration. We we incandescent bulbs were back on the market and uh, love them. You know, soft light, not the uh, right. Yeah. The, the other thing in the article, I think it was in the article. I'm not sure. Or I read it somewhere else. You know, it's 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 moving the deck chairs on the Titanic. Right. Yeah. With the with the fan, because. The article said that like a typical water heater produces like a, you know, uh, 500 times more or consumes 500 times more energy than a normal than a normal fan operating fan in someone's exactly. room. Exactly. It's so. like you have other appliances. It's like some <laughs> special, in, some guy that happened to work at, in the fan industry was mad about it. it or <laughs> some politicians, like politicians get wild hairs up their ass occasionally where like now they're obsessed over this little thing. It just seemed <laughs> to me like this is one of those situations. 
Oh my god. Right, let, let's jump over to this this other uh, story here. This is from New Hampshire Journal, which I'll also put in the episode description. New Mexico uh, Democrat governor issues gun ban. Could New Hampshire governor do the same? Before we dive into specifically whether it could carry over to New Hampshire, which I think would take a pretty considerable um, political shift to happen here in Concord, fortunately. Uh, but it, it was scary to hear what the, the New Mexico governor was saying that Alba, with regards to gun rights in Albuquerque saying you, you, you're not allowed to carry a gun and for very similar circumstances that we're hearing with regards to the environmentalists in Montana where your, your right to have something is impeding on someone else so we're going to entirely take away your constitutional right to, to bear arms. It, 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 she was blatant about it. She was, like, she, it was a total mask off moment. Total... Um totally unconstitutional uh she's received quite a bit of backlash from what i can tell uh, already um you know it it uh it you know, you and i before we uh went on air so to speak we uh we we were talking about you know the the genesis of uh the second amendment is an individual right it's a personal right and and you can't you can't uh, supersede that with uh, uh, governmental uh, executive fiat. Yeah, yeah, and and this is a quote from. Um Let's see. I, I don't know if it was. Yeah, it was with the New York Times. I have emergency powers. Gun violence is an epidemic. Therefore, it's an emergency. Once again, the COVID thing. It's the same language. Same thing. Uh, it's from the playbook. Uh, We'll probably see it raise its ugly head again in uh, probably this time next year, I would guess, um, if I had the crystal ball. Uh, yeah, it, it, it's 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 and plus two, it it, it it doesn't follow the science, so to speak, right? As with the mass, didn't follow the science. It it you know all states with constitutional carry are definitively more safe from gun violence. You know, I just looked up uh, the states that have constitutional carry right before. Uh, New Hampshire, Vermont, and Maine do, so we're uh, uh, in good stead. And then pretty much most of the Midwest, except for Colorado and New Mexico, and most of the uh, kind of Rust Belt, except for Illinois. Um, and Michigan and Wisconsin and Minnesota, but although gun gun ownership in Michigan, I guess is is pretty uh, pretty prevalent. Um, yeah, I mean it's just a a uh, a horrible horrible decision. Um, I don't think it will stop gun violence at all. I mean I, I don't know. New Mexico's uh, history of gun violence. I don't, I'm not really sure. Um, but, you know, I think the original question was could Concord ever implement it? You know, the fact that we're a constitutional carry state, and let's face it, even Bernie Sanders in Vermont, he was pro Second Amendment. You know yeah. why? Because it was beneficial to him being elected. So, mm -hmm. I mean, that's kind of a third rail issue. Um, it's uh, it's it's a third rail issue, and it's a it's it's you know most of my friends 
that, you know, they're, you know, I retired from the army, uh, you know, and, uh, um, and, uh, you know, they own guns and they own lots of guns and there is absolutely no way they're ever going to be confiscated and absolutely no way their rights are ever going to be impinged. It's just, it's just this 400 million guns out there. It's right. just not logistically possible. So yeah. yeah. I mean, if they had some stats to show that one state that's democratically operated has made a shift in some way they've hey guess what you've especially figure chicago california new york like they've they've had these laws on the books forever it has done jack to fix it i am that i'm a i'm a centrist i'm more than happy like i've entertained the concept of red flag laws and various things like that which we won't probably get into too much about right now but i've entertained these ideas because hey maybe there's some way of fixing this huge issue we have with regards to mass shootings and such in this country because it's a problem i'm, I'm the last person to say it's not a problem the but there's no evidence of any fixes because we're not addressing the root causes of the shootings. There's a reason why people are doing it. I'm not obviously the mental health card is something Republicans throw around all the time, but it's a very valid card. And fortunately, Republicans aren't doing jack to once again fix the root cause of the issue. No, I mean I, I grew up in Laconia, and uh, Laconia was famous for its state school. And, um, you know, we used to, uh, unfortunately, institutionalize people who had severe mental health issues. And um, I'm not saying Laconia State School is a particularly nice place. It wasn't a particularly nice place. But that doesn't mean that you throw out the baby with the bathwater. You know, maybe there is a compromise. Maybe there is a way because it is a mental health issue, I think. I think it's I think mental health, since to bring it back to COVID at the beginning of your uh, discussion, uh, you know, that two things have come out of it, you know, the uh, severe mental health issue and the severe uh, dependency on, on, you know, on drugs and alcohol. And um, yeah, I mean, the world is in a perfect place. We're not, but it doesn't make sense to take someone like me or you that are law-abiding citizens and take away our rights that are guaranteed under our under our founding documents and say well that's a solution for it and i think there's you know there is a misnomer there there are more gun laws than we need to be honest with you just like there's more immigration laws than we need we just it's funny with immigration we don't like to enforce it with gun we over enforce it right um but you know it the issue is um, we need to develop m- better mental health and, but I don't know. I don't know. Like would mental health programs have, you know, stopped any of the mass shootings that you can think of? Like I think of Las Vegas. I don't know if mental health things, you yeah. know, the guy was kind of in quiet obscurity and no one ever really heard of him, you know? And so it, it's, it's, it's sad. We just got to create a more healthier country and, Having government be big brother isn't a way to a healthier country. What, name one problem government has solved. Zip. <laughs> as, right. I, as I wave my yellow and black flag around all over the place. <laughs> right. I mean, it, the only thing we've done reasonably well is we had a great military. It's because we overfunded. You know, we're, yeah. we're, we, we overfunded and... Uh, 
uh, we we place an importance and we dedicate all our resources to it. But we're even screwing that up now. So, um, it, you know, it's it's a complicated issue. But I don't think Concord's ever going to. Uh, certainly under this governor, I don't think he's going to do that. Uh, he's going to allow that to happen. Um, by the way, I, I, uh, I've met the governor several times, but I saw him, uh, last week at a dedication to a friend of mine's son who, uh, died in, um, Iraq. And, um, the governor gave a great speech about that. He was very, uh, on point, very sympathetic, and uh, it was a very nice ceremony. It was very nice. I, you can really tell he cares about things like that. All right. Keith No of Lando and Anastasi, thank you so much for joining me. You're very welcome, Major. LALaw.com to check out more from uh, the firm. They do great work down there in Boston and all over the world, so definitely a, uh, a great firm to check out. This has been the New England Take. Please like and subscribe down in the YouTubes. Be sure to find us on all your favorite podcast platforms. You get the show early at 5 a.m., uh, usually Tuesdays and Thursdays. We uh, maybe a couple Fridays sometimes, depending on my schedule, because this is uh, I'm recording this after work at 5.30 at night. <laughs> so, uh, if you Please be sure to uh, follow the show. Uh, we have a lot more exciting things coming up. Uh, politics, policy, and life in New England. The New England Take dot com. Talk to you soon.